0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Ultra Hope Girls, a Rumpa podcast. We're on video today, which is really, really exciting. It's going to be a great time. And we are joined by Key, the Komaeda enthusiast uh, here on our podcast. We're really excited to talk to her and get to know her. And we're all in cosplay, as you can see. And we'll talk about that later, too. So don't you worry about it. Uh, Just a heads up that this episode will spoil
1: the entirety of the Rumpa series.
0: All right. And without further ado, I'm Maddie. I'm Marin.
2: And I'm Caroline. I'm Key. And you're listening to Ultra Hope Girls. One.
1: Two. Welcome to the Don and Roomba Podcast. Showtime.
0: You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. All right. Well, welcome, Key. Welcome to our podcast. We're so excited to have you on.
2: I'm very nervous to be here, but I'm also very excited. Well, we're glad you're here, and
0: hopefully, you'll be less nervous as we keep going. Yeah, you know, sure. this will relax. Yes. We're gonna vibe. Yeah. So, why don't you? We'll start off and just tell us about yourself. Tell us about like what you do. Um, you know, your role in the Dong and community. How you found out about Dong and
2: All of that. We want to hear all the juicy backstory oh my god okay so that's a long story well first um i'm key uh online i'm my social media is cactus key um i'm an artist i'm a cosplayer i'm a Kamida enthusiast and i also collect a ton of merch and lately i've been making live streams and making youtube videos and all the random stuff but i'm essentially a huge danganronpa fan um and yeah this is my life I can't leave. <laughs> never gonna so, leave. No, never. So, okay, how I got into Dangrampa? Um, I'm probably one of the earlier fandom people. So, I discovered Dangrampa back in 2013 um, when I was on Tumblr. I remember seeing a bunch of Dangrampa fan art on the dashboard. And I was like, huh, what's this? At that time, I was in my last year of high school. So, just to put that in perspective, um, I was in my last year of high school and (laughs) I had a bunch of assignments. You know, it goes towards university and whatever, but it's okay. I was scrolling on Tumblr and I saw this Chihiro fan art. And I'm like, oh, this is a really cute girl. I wonder what she's from. And so I look at the tags and it says Danganronpa. And I'm like, what the heck's Danganronpa? Um, And at this point, I was watching anime. I grew up watching cartoons and then that led to anime and so on and so forth. But I decided to check out what Danganronpa was and I discovered it was a game. But it didn't have any official translations at that point. So what I had to do, um, everyone was going to the fan translation forum on the Something Awful forums. Uh, there was a translated image text like post uh, that was done by Oren Ronan. I think that's the name. And so I decided to check that out. And I remember very clearly the weekend that I started reading that thread. Um, it was Saturday, and I had an assignment due for biology on Monday, and I hadn't started it yet. And I was thinking to myself, uh, "I'll just read a bit, and then I'll work on my assignment." Um, I ended up spending the whole weekend reading through that thread, um, and I finished. <laughs> I finished Sunday night, and I was like, "Wow." That was really cool. <laughs> um, crap, I have to do my assignment. Still, I and I managed to finish it. I think I got like an 80 or something on it. So not too bad for the last minute. Um, so yeah, that was the start of my Danganronpa journey. Um, because it was text and image, I feel like I didn't really absorb all the content. I was kind of just like, ooh, character, ooh, they died. Ooh, ooh, execution. Because um, when you read the form, you don't experience it as a game. You don't, like, see everything. But basically, I fell in love with it. I really liked it, Caroline. I really liked Nike. (laughs) I... I thought he was a super, I thought he was a super soft, nice boy, you know, and he could like, he forgives everyone, even though he almost dies. Um, But I was just like, wow, this is a really sweet boy, anime boy. And uh, obviously, I really liked Kyoko as well. We can go into like, which characters I like more later. But after I read the Danganronpa forum, I was like, oh, well, I need more where's the where's the rest and at this point um it was not localized yet so Oren at that point had already also started Super Danganronpa 2 uh, which is the second game so I started reading that him as well and I, I I clearly remember okay so you know how the first image you see is Komeda, and he's just like staring at you being like hey can you hear me <laughs> Yeah. I remember so clearly when, as soon as I saw that image, I was like, oh my God, who's this?
3: <laughs> minute There's one. It. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Love at first sight.
2: It, true. it really was. Um, anyway, Super Danganronpa 2, I read that and Oren hadn't finished translating all of it yet. So I had to read like the second half of Super Danganronpa 2 through Tumblr because someone on Tumblr had carried on and translated the rest of the game and what happens with that is the fact that i don't know what dungerump looks like as a game so uh chapters like chapter 3 in the original game and chapter 4 in the second game were really confusing to me cuz i did not know what the environment looked like um so yeah that was Danganron Batsu, And afterwards, I feel like I was in the fandom from 2013 to 2014 for a while. Um, but I don't remember what year did the anime first come out for the first game. Do you know? 2015? 2015. So, That's probably it. So... Um, I think I kind of fell out of it for a short while because, again, I only experienced it through text and image, so I didn't really fully immerse myself. I only think after watching the anime was I like, oh, this is what the school looks like. Right, cool. And I was really excited for the anime. I remember watching it weekly while it was airing, but then I was like, huh, this isn't that good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because like, you know, it summarizes everything really quickly, but I was still really excited for it because I think with the anime, it brought in a whole bunch of new fans. I think, was it 2016 that the uh, Danganronpa 3 anime came out? Well, before that, I think there was the um, Ultra Despair Girls, right? And I also watched a Let's Play for that because um, I'm not a gamer. Uh despite these headphones I'm not a gamer. Um <laughs> so I watched the let's play for that as well and the content in that game was pretty shocking but I absolutely love what they did for Toko. I think they gave her the glow up she deserved. Um and I really like seeing Komida in that again. <laughs> so <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I overall I think of Ultra Despair Girls pretty positively because I just it was so like different from the the original two game format but I really liked the character writing for some characters not all um but yeah after Ultra Despair Girls there was the DR3 anime And I was super hyped for that. I'm like, wow, they're doing two anime at once? Oh my goodness, I can't wait. So DR3, I watched that and I come out of it feeling disappointed. I don't know uh, what your guys' opinions on it is. um, Because I think I heard in one of the episodes, you guys were like, we're really excited about DR3. We liked it so much. And I'm like, Um, But I really admire uh, what they were going for with like the two anime at once. That's a really interesting format. And there are things that I really admire about it, the things I really don't like about what they make canon. Anyway, DR3, whatever. Um, Moving on, (laughs) V3. uh, So I bought a PS Vita just because I wanted to play Danganronpa. So I have the physical copy of the three main games now. But V3 was the first game I was able to play as my first experience of a Danganronpa game. And so that was really exciting. Um, That came at the end of 2017. And at that point, I was in my last year of university. Um, And I was so excited because like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to finish university and I'm going to have free time to just play V3. Um, And then I ended up working immediately after I got out of u d, so I didn't have time. and I'm not a gamer. So it took me um two years to complete v three, which is a ton of time, really. But it wasn't like I was playing it like consistently. And that was like really interesting for me because as my first experience firsthand playing the game, I sped through the first three games, really, because it wasn't at my own pace. so v three was like really exciting for me to play on my own. And I was like, wow, this is great. Um, And I really, really enjoyed V3. It was really fun. I'm really bad at the mini games I've learned. (laughs) They're really difficult um, for me. And so you guys know in chapter six, the, the one with Kibo and it's like the argument minigame I had such a hard time I had to pull I had to probably play that like 20 times before I beat it and my fingers were dying back then because obviously I'm using a PS Vita I think it would be easier on PC right because you can use a mouse and whatever um but it was so difficult but I love dagar Rampa I really do and I've met, like, so many wonderful friends through enjoying Danganronpa. It means so much to me. Like, I don't know. Will I ever uh, grow out of it? I don't think so. <laughs> we'll see. But I don't think so. And, I yeah, I just love it. Uh, and that's my backstory uh, of how I got into Danganronpa, kind of. yeah, That's amazing. <laughs> and I do have to say, Makoto is sweet,
0: and he is a cinnamon roll. I'm not but denying yes. those facts. Okay, oh. those are facts. Doesn't mean I have to but? like that. <laughs> Is so there a right? I, I was going to say it feels like there's a <laughs> It just doesn't mean I I just don't love it. I don't know. He's yeah, anyway. And we'll probably keep our V3 thoughts like on the DL cuz we're kind of saving them yes. for right. like yes, yes. when we get there. Um I'll make little comments here and
2: there. Yeah, but. yeah. No worries. I I'm, I'm totally fine to just talk about Collider for 2 hours. <laughs>
1: well so speaking of makoto um we are all currently dressed in cosplay and so why don't we talk a little bit about that we can actually start with the makoto in the room maddie if you want to (laughs) go
3: the makoto in the room (laughs) um yeah so mine is a very very simple very like low standard kind of closet cosplay because i don't have like I was talking to Marion and Caroline like yesterday. I was like, I don't own makeup, um, actually. I like, I don't have like much work with, but I'm pretty proud of the outfit I put together. I will say, um, my lighting is not great, but I've got the um, the black blazer over the sweatshirt over the shirt look going on um, <laughs> that Makota wears. I've also got um, my red. <gasps> red shoes on yes um <laughs> that are kind of similar to his and so sometimes I can get if my hair's in a ponytail I can get it to kind of do this little like almost like an ahoge. <laughs> thing. I tried to do it and it does it doesn't want to do it it doesn't want to stick up but I have had that happen before maybe another time <laughs> is. beautiful Maddie honestly does. <laughs>
0: though it's so silly that makoto has to wear a sweatshirt under a blazer i'm just gonna say it it, it seems a little silly to me
2: maybe yeah. he's just cold he's a soft uh little cold boy he just yeah. needs a hug yeah. no it's from not coming.
1: a certain biakia
2: not me yeah. yeah not from you
1: not this biakia hmm do you want to tell us about yours well girl, uh
0: yeah i guess i could um i am dressed as biakia tagami uh Biaki tagami um that's why i said it when we interviewed jason i remember i was like the voice actor of biakia tagami <laughs> we're just um, gonna have a chill
3: yeah. conversation
0: with jason we're just gonna have a chill conversation with jason <laughs> best moment of the entire podcast anyway um yes but we have biakia this blazer is from my grandmother and this is a button down shirt that i just wear and i got this ribbon at the craft store um but i do love biakia and his costume is yes simpler but it's it is full of heart and i have my glasses i wore in fifth grade these are mine (laughs) more mine uh and then this wig
2: yeah you look (laughs) affluent thank you
0: biggest (laughs) compliment but yeah so that's my my cosplay
1: Nice. I can go next and then we'll round it out with uh, our guest. But um, I sure. am Tanko uh, from V3, little V3 action. Um I was doing a closet cosplay and I found my purple bandana and I decided to give myself bangs, not permanent bangs. But I flipped my hair under and called it called it a day. Um, so I got green bow, got the blue shirt. This is supposed to be a tie, but I don't own any white ties, so it's an infinity scar and a little like uh, tanko fun things here. So, yeah, love that queen. Degenerate males. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um. Well, if we're going to talk about cosplay, obviously, first, I'm dressed as Kyoko Kirigiri. Actually, this cosplay i'm borrowing from a friend but i borrowed it for years now i should just buy it off her um (laughs) uh but the wig is mine um So, yeah, I'm cosplaying her. I buy all of my cosplay because I don't know how to make cosplay. Uh, People who do, very talented, very skilled. I don't have time to invest into sewing and things like that. But I really enjoy cosplay. And I do kind of have a story to go with it. So, um, growing up, I was not exactly a very confident person um, in, like, just personality or appearance. But... I actually decided that when I started going to conventions, I really wanted to cosplay. My first cosplay is actually of Hatsune Miku, but my first Rampa cosplay was of Chiaki. And I've just got to say, being in cosplay as someone who didn't have a lot of confidence really boosted my confidence. And I think part of it is just like, you get to be a character you love and you don't really have to think about like, I don't know yourself in a way that kind of sounds bad, but I will say it really helped me like come out of my shell a bit and like be more okay with being in front of a camera. I'm still super camera shy. Um, And I actually had to learn how to do makeup for cosplay because I had also never used makeup before. And I was like, no, I, I want to learn just for cosplay and I remember now, if I wanna do makeup for any other occasion, it always ends up looking like cosplay makeup, which is more dramatic and I can't tone it down, which is not good, (laughs) but it works for cosplay. Um, Thinking about cosplay, I actually currently own 15 Danganronpa costumes, if that sounds like a lot, um, I want more. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, yeah, I absolutely, I guess I just really adore uh, Danganronpa cosplay in general because I feel like the character designs in Rampa are super strong, but also the personalities of each character are like super distinct. That cosplaying them, like doesn't really feel tiring to me. I don't know I just yeah cosplay Grandpa, I love it combine it
0: <laughs> it's true yeah,
2: yeah. I want to have
0: 15 cosplays one day I will but yeah
3: yeah that's awesome um I love 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 your cosplay right now oh. like I feel like I'm talking to like the real Kyoko or oh, something I'm like oh Thank I'm so excited. <laughs> love Kyoko love her so much And so we were also curious about, so you are also an artist um, and we were curious about that. We wanted to ask, um, when did you start creating art and like what kind of inspired you? I started drawing
2: when I was a baby, pretty much. Um, I've just never stopped drawing. So my mother was also like an artist, kind of. So I think I kind of was encouraged by my parents or they didn't discourage me from drawing because obviously my mom was an artist and then it just was like, okay, well you draw too, go ahead. But I grew up watching American cartoons on television. And I really loved that. I wanted to draw them Um, and so I did. And so I just drew, I didn't get my first drawing, like digital drawing tablet until I was in high school and i only feel like my art is somewhat good um from like 2015 i'll say but like again art is subjective and i really enjoyed drawing and improving and let me just say this like ratatouille like remy anyone can draw um anyone can draw uh i always get people asking me like how do how do you get better at drawing and i just want to say like Anyone can draw, go at your own pace and, you know, just have fun with it. Like any skill, I think, or creative thing, you just got to, you know, just got to do it. I don't really know what better advice there is. So if you don't know, um, I work as a storyboard artist for uh, children's animation, mostly for Australian Cartoons, but I always knew I wanted to do something related to drawing for my career. And I just ended up being in the animation industry. That's really fun and creative, and I love it. So, shout out to uh, Midurai from DR3. Um, I feel your pain. <laughs> <laughs> I understand why you have all the dark circles under your eyes. The artist life is really hard. Being an artist, especially in the Dagaranta fandom, has opened like, so many opportunities, I would say, for me. I've been able to connect with so many people through my art. Um, I find that being a creator gives you sort of, like, a platform for people to come to you to talk about the things you love. Um, And that's something I really enjoy about also going to conventions and tabling as an artist with Danganronpa merchandise at a convention because. Um, I've actually met a lot of my really good friends through, uh, conventions. Like, um, I have a couple of friends I met because they were actually followers of mine and they met me at a convention and we started talking and now we're like really good friends who don't have to talk about Danganronpa, but it's just like, great. So as an artist, I feel like I draw because I love it, but I'm really happy if it's meaningful to other people, too. And I'm really happy that it allows me to connect with other people more so than, I don't know, doing good art, (laughs) if that makes sense. Yeah, totally.
1: Kind of talking about, you know, meeting people and how things have changed over time. Have you noticed anything changing within the fandom itself from like 2013 to now? Or has it kind of stayed the same in terms of who who you meet? Oh my gosh.
2: So uh, I feel like, you know, I started on Tumblr, Tumblr, There There's a ton of like drama, but I don't think I was ever really involved in drama or like ever s- sought out drama within fandom. I kind of just keep to other artists, I guess. Um, but in terms of different in fandom i would say yes and no it feels like danganronpa everyone's just very excited to be in the danganronpa fandom one thing that's different i'm not on tumblr anymore i'm on twitter (laughs) and (laughs) there's tiktok now and i've never used tiktok before but what I see from TikTok in regards to Danganronpa is like the cosplay, right? And I I find that like so incredible. There are so many like interesting young people (laughs) doing such like creative things online that you wouldn't have thought of back in 2013. But like, that's something I do like about like the whole social media advancements and everything. Like there are so many more people able to express themselves through like such creative ways and like maybe i'm a boomer now but like (laughs) i can't keep up but i think it's really impressive and yeah um fandom is great and wonderful and scary but beautiful all right everybody we're gonna
0: take a quick break but before we do we want to know What do you think of Key's art? Make sure you give her a follow at Cactus Key on Twitter and on Instagram. And while you're there, give us a follow. We're Ultra Hope Girls podcast pretty much everywhere and stick around so you can hear the rest of Key's interview. We'll see you after the break. Hello, everybody. Caroline here with a pretty exciting announcement. So I, separate from the other Ultra Hope Girls, am offering some online virtual classes in things such as writing because, you know, I'm the ultimate literary girl and performing, and also some clubs and classes virtually via my own school, which I founded, called The Spilling Ink School. You can check that out at thespillinginkschool.com. I'm offering tutoring and college essays. I'm offering, you know, piano classes and all that jazz. So definitely check it out. It's a good time. And I will also be offering some clubs and classes that are Danganronpa-related via OutSchool. So I'll keep the links all in the description They are for people under 18, so ask your parents before checking it out. But yeah, I'm excited to potentially have some listeners in my classes, and I wanted to let you know that that's going on. So thanks so much in advance for checking it out, and I look forward to teaching some of you. Okay, about your art, because I wanna I wanna know. do you have any like favorite pieces you've created, um, like over your time of Dong and like art creation?
2: Oh my goodness. Okay, so I definitely do. There was one artwork that I did um, that has, <laughs> this was before I played V3. So it has Komaru, Nagi, um, Hajime, and Kaide like centering the piece and then you have their little psychics as chibis and i really like that artwork because i was like wow pro tags and then i played v3 and i was like oops (laughs) (laughs) so So i really i really love that artwork i also there's this one artwork that i did of junko and kirigiri uh maybe i'll send it to you guys later so you can actually see what i'm talking about that i really like another thing I really like in general is because I've been an artist and very fortunate enough to have like some sort of following and my art I would say is decent um I have been a part of a couple of Dangrampa zines so they're like fan um contributed organized art books kind of and I've been in a couple of them I can probably show some, but yeah, please, <laughs> yes, please do. This will be for the video people, not the audio people. <laughs> but this was a Kumaida fan book that was created probably in 2014, 2015, 2014, and I did an illustration for it. So I just want to show off like something I did early on, and then something more recent. Uh, this is the Kumaida artwork that I did for that fan book at the time, 2014. and That
1: is awesome. Thank you.
2: Yeah, I really like um, collecting these fan books uh, that I'm in and also that I'm not part of because I just like art and these books are great. So that's one of them. Um, And then this one is more recent. So it was a dungarumpa fashion zine and basically everyone just drew... Original outfits for the characters that they were assigned, and for that I drew Sayaka in like a nice idol costume. <gasps> oh, I don't know if you can see. Whoa, that so good! So I drew this one. I drew this one last year, and I'm pretty proud of it.
1: <laughs> you definitely um, should, so be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, <laughs> thank you all right all right so let's focus back towards dong and rumpa itself uh we have a couple questions based on like just your general favorites within this series so do you have a favorite game from the four?
2: Oh, okay favorite game um i think it's a hard decision between super dong and 2 and v3 both are really strong to me i love trigger happy Epic as well but when it comes to like overall feelings and attachment and like themes I think I really really <sighs> it's hard I really overall love Superdome Robot 2 but I think now I'm gonna like be controversial here v3's ending I absolutely adore it I <laughs> I for some reason I don't know I feel like normally a lot of people would say they hate it. Uh but I'm on the side that I really adore V3. Let's make it fair. Let's make it biased. I'm going to say Super of 2 because it has Comet in it.
3: <laughs> Boom. Yep. Consistency. There you go. There you go. You'd love to <laughs> yeah. see it. Um in a similar vein, do you have a favorite case or like chapter from any of particular game?
2: Okay, well, I mean, are we going to go for the obvious route? <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chapter five of Super Dagaropa 2 is incredible. I have no idea how they came up with that scenario. And that scenario is just like tailor-made for a character like Komida. Like no, no one else can pull it off. And it's just incredibly yeah. like amazing, really sad. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I was just like, wow. Now you know Kumaeda is crazy, uh, but I love him. <laughs> I guess another case that I really like, I actually really like in the first game, I really like chapter two in yes. general. <laughs> um, because firstly, I really like Chihiro. The whole like, um, I really like how you guys were like, you know, it's a discussion on gender and how people present themselves and stuff like that. But, like, I really love the parallels between Chihiro and Mondo. I really love, kind of, <laughs> I, I enjoy Tagami being an asshole. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Toko's reveal as Genocide as show is really interesting to me. In V3, my favorite. I think if we're not going to count the ending, because I think that's its own thing. If it's not the first chapter, it's got to be chapter four. Chapter four, trial breaks me, (laughs) but in a good way. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, overall, I just adore pretty much every chapter, except for maybe V3 chapter three. I wasn't into that one. (laughs)
1: You know who else wasn't? Tanko.
2: Am I right? <laughs> 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 yeah. <Oops. laughs>
0: Next question is, what are some of your favorite characters?
2: Well, <laughs> obviously, uh, Naida Kamaida is probably my favorite character out of anything, uh, really. Kamaida was like the first character I'd ever experienced that was that level of insanely interesting and insane <laughs> um but um yeah he's obviously my favorite character of the whole franchise surprisingly now i don't know if you guys know but on my youtube channel i've been making animatics for Rampa. i don't know if you've watched my Sumugi Shiragane animatic I'll link it at some point. Not yet, but yeah, working yes, on do. that really made me appreciate Sumugi more, and she's actually becoming one of my highest-rated characters. Surprisingly enough, I also didn't expect that from the first game. Favorite character Kyoko Kiriyuri, she's just amazing. I love her, and actually, listening to your episodes where you guys discuss or like question her actions and like say like is she actually a good person and things like that I was like wow I never thought about her in that way and I'm kind of like that gives her more depth I really like her actually um I don't know if you know there are light novels there are Kirigiri light novels yes and I really want to read them so they go into her past um I think like when she's a child and being a detective or grandfather and stuff like that I'm really interested to know about her past more in depth through those light novels, but I'm not sure I think some have been translated by fans but I don't think they'll ever be an English localization which is a shame because I think she deserves it <laughs> so yeah Kyoko Kirigiri from the first game it's hard for me to say but <laughs> Junko kind of
3: it's it's a love-hate relationship with Junko I think that's awesome yeah, yeah. Um, in a like kind of similar vein to that, also, um, what Dong and Rampa character do you feel that you're most similar to? Okay, so
2: I feel like I've thought about this, but maybe I have multiple answers. So first, I would maybe say somewhat Makoto, his optimism and his personality to want to like I don't know be involved with other people and stuff like that really care for other people and I don't know I feel like that's very me but if we're talking about like fandom my geeky side I have to say Tsumugi Shiragane because firstly I love cosplay as soon as I knew there was a cosplay in the game I was like I'm gonna hang out with her (laughs) <laughs> and so, like, I just had a bias towards her, and her thoughts on and Rampa. I was like, you know what, Queen? I appreciate you because I understand. I relate to this level for the second game, though. I don't know if I feel like any of the characters. Um, but if we're gonna go with like personality, maybe Hajime just because um, I grew up kind of feeling the same way, like not really knowing uh, my strengths or like feeling that I had to be some sort of way in order to be acceptable. Uh, I'm going to talk about like private life, but uh, as a child, I did experience bullying and things like that. So that really changed my self-confidence. And I feel like actually drawing was a way for me to spend my time peacefully, I guess, Um, where I didn't have to like talk to anybody, but um, I just drew and I really enjoyed it. So maybe it came from a place of like not wanting to feel lonely, but again, like maybe that's just the miracle of art. I love that drawing has now led me to meeting people like you guys. (laughs) So. Hey, what a turnover. I don't need to be a Kamakura Izuru. I'll just be uh, a Tsumugi. Which uh, in itself is weird because she can be everyone.
1: So I don't know. True. I will also say like the three of us uh, in our podcast episodes, I'm sure you've heard, but you know, we roast some characters and we don't like them and stuff. (laughs) But for our listeners um, out there, like we never dislike a character. If you identify with a character, that doesn't mean we dislike you. Like Mm -hmm. every character has great strengths and I would love to meet anyone from the Ropa games, so so we we love you and we see you and you know you're you're all it's wonderful and you're good yeah little hearts <laughs> what are some of
2: your favorite ships oh my goodness okay so Naigiri that's Makoto and Kirigiri uh that is my fave uh no actually maybe that's my second fave. but I really adore that ship and I think Part of it comes from the fact that you get to see progression through the series. I love that um, in Trigger Happy Havoc, they really have to learn to trust each other. And like they build like a really strong teamwork in that game. And then when you see them in the second game, it's like, oh my god, they're together, working together, saving everyone. Wow. And then um, when you see them in DR3, the anime... I was like, oh, she's his
3: boss. Yeah, let's go. (laughs) Uh,
2: Yeah, of course. I I don't think Lakota would have been her boss in any scenario, but that was great to see. Uh, DR3, I have opinions, but... The way they portray <laughs> Makoto and Kyoko in that series, I really love it. Um, I think their relationship is so strong. That scene where she takes off her glove and like holds his hand. I'm just like, ah, yes. Uh, but then she dies. But like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yes, Nigiri is a really good ship. Maybe my tastes and ships are really basic but they're one of the strongest uh, ships that you see progression through the series. And they're lovely, adorable. I think they suit each other. What more do you want? Another ship. I really, really like, I really, really like, obviously uh, would be Nagito Komaira and Hajime Hinata. So Komhina for everyone in the know. Uh, I uh, adore the ship. Um, and I think it started because I really liked Komida. And I told you, I didn't enjoy Hinata because I thought he was not like Nagi <laughs> in my first experience. But then I was like, but I really like Nagito. I need someone with him. Oh, I guess Hajime will do. But, <laughs> but now I really adore them. Um, and it's great. I guess like what I like about that ship, though, is... Again, once again, the parallels between the two characters, both of them are so similar, but I feel like the way they handle their problems or like their lifestyle is like the total opposite. But when you get back to the core, like they're so similar in a way where they're, they, they have a lot of trauma, you know, they, <laughs> they struggle. Um, but I feel like, especially in DR3 um, and the free time events and everything, I think both of those characters really
1: want to understand each other. Key, you did say that you are similar to Hajime. So I'm just wondering if a little part of that was shipping yourself with Komeda a little bit.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, can I say, I saw this TikTok that was like, think of your OTP, then think one of those characters you identify most with and one of those characters you simp for the most. And just
2: like... Wow, that's so interesting. <laughs> uh, how interesting <laughs> for you to say that. Bring that uh, up. <laughs> wait a second. Let me get something. Right. But let me just show off. I don't have just one. I have two body pillows <laughs> of... So actually, on the back side of that one is Hinata. So I've got mine on this side. And on the back side is also Hinata. So I don't know. Uh, I I'll I always hug this side. So maybe there is some truth to that, that uh, I just want to see myself with
1: him. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. maybe. With commissions and just your own work, how many pieces uh, do you normally work on at one time?
2: Because I do work full time, I'm only
1: able to open commissions when I have a bit of a break.
2: So I try to keep them at maybe like five slots uh, at a time. So what I do is I just put on Twitter, I'm like, hey, guys, I'm opening commissions. Um, And normally it's not always first come first served. That's how like a lot of artists want to do it. Uh, but actually, lately, I have just been doing first come, first serve, because I, I'm i the type of person that feels really bad rejecting people, being like, no, I don't want to draw your thing. <laughs> so I'm more like, yes, uh, I will definitely draw your thing. Thank you for your email. Um, <laughs> I will put you on the waiting list. Uh, and I end up accepting more than I can handle. But uh, I eventually get to it. But I would suggest that if you're someone looking to open commissions, this is something that I've also experienced, but a lot of artists will undercharge themselves for the amount of time or the skill level that they should be worth. Art is a luxury, and it should sort of be respected as such. I think, um, with like just the internet in general, and you get to see like art on your twitter timeline or anything like for free i feel like a lot of people take art for granted and while um i want to keep my commissions as affordable as possible i also now am in a position where i cannot take commissions at a price that is unsustainable for myself because i used to when i originally started commissions i did really undercharge myself i only feel like in the last couple of years did i start increasing my prices and that's something i feel like artists in general especially younger artists struggle with like knowing the value of your work um so i want i just want to tell your listeners out there hey um I believe in you. You do amazing things and you should pay or be paid
3: for what you what you provide. Yeah, definitely. And like I'm not an artist, but I couldn't agree more. I think that there is an element of like people taking that for granted when they're able to just see like a lot of things. I've seen like a couple um situations where some artists have like a Patreon maybe and like they tease at some of their art but they don't show all of it. Like you have to, you know, subscribe to the Patreon to be able to see it. And some people get like angry about it. They're like, Oh, why can't we just see your art? It's like, it's not like you, it's, it's, it's not like you have, you know, the right to just see anyone else's art, like you to be able to access that, like you said, it is a privilege. Mm. And so I, yeah, Mm. definitely. I definitely agree with that. Our next question for you is, do you have any other anime or games that you would recommend?
2: I feel like maybe I'm the type that's like obsessed with one thing for ages or I don't get <laughs> so I don't get interested in it at all. Like, f- for example, recently I watched Demon Slayer because I wanted to watch a movie. I uh, didn't really enjoy Demon Slayer. I thought it was kind of boring. Sorry. <laughs> um But, like, uh, anime or games or things in general. Rather than an anime or a game, I want to just shout out Vocaloid. I don't know if any of you have any, like, interest in Vocaloid, but Vocaloid, Danganronpa, and Love Live are the three things I would say have stuck around in my life the longest. Um, So... Vocaloid, if you don't know, uh, I'm going to go on a tangent. Vocaloid is a vocal synthesizer software with like mascot characters. And basically they are an instrument. But what I really like about Vocaloid is that it's all fan content. Everything is created by a fan, basically, because Vocaloid's company, Krypton, just provides software and like the characters, right? But everything that you see of Vocaloid was created by someone who likes Vocaloid. And I feel like that sense of community being the whole like canon, I suppose, is so interesting to me. Maybe canon's not the right word, but Vocaloid is great. I love it. Go listen to it uh support all the producers who make music and that's another thing like commissioning right art I don't just mean drawing like fan fiction music any creative thing I feel like people need to have a bit more respect for because making things is not easy I will say um and people take it for granted yeah Okay, so Vocaloid, I've been into Vocaloid since 2007, 2008, 2008. That was a weird way to say 2008. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I really enjoy it. Actually, I don't know, this is off tangent, but there is a person on YouTube who has made um, Danganronpa fan songs. If you've seen that before, they use vocaloid. Let me let me look it up. Have you heard of like the Kokichi uh, Kokichi I'm a Liar song or something? No. Cause I'm Ooh. a Liar. I don't think but, so. Uh, I don't know. If you wanna if you wanna Google that, it's by a person called Mickey Robbins. And basically they've made a bunch of original vocaloid songs based on Danganronpa characters and like that's another thing I'm like wow amazing combining things I love together so shout out to them yeah I guess I'm interested in things that have a supportive community that I relate to because the third thing that I said was love Live, and love Live is an idol franchise and um normally I don't think I would be into like idols but experiencing love Live as a fan i've learned a lot about like the japanese idol culture and it's interesting but also scary how controlled it is but uh i just you know push that back um, but i love love Live. love Live is great so
0: our last question for you before we move into bed ahead is how oh can goodness. our listeners support your work
2: Okay. So, um, I am on Twitter. I am on Instagram. I was on Tumblr. I kind of, am. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I am also on YouTube. I also do Twitch streaming. So all of that, you can find me at Cactus Key, except for YouTube, which is just key. And yeah, I hope to see you there. I make interesting content I think <laughs> and I draw so you know if you want fan art just come and look at it
0: <laughs> there you go very nice all right well
1: Marin, do you want to introduce Bed, Bed, Behead? I would love to all right folks we are heading into Wed, Bed, and Behead and we are going to be going through the characters that we are dressed as uh, specifically the Ultra Hope Girls Ooh. here so we are deciding between Biakia, Tenko, and our lovely, lovely Makoto.
3: <laughs> lovely, lovely. Mm-hmm. I could go first if you want me to, because I feel like I already have my answer. Like, I feel like <laughs> just in my soul, it came to me and I was like, yes, this is right. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's all right with you. I would bed Byakuya. As we all know, all I think all three of us here at the Ultra Hope Girls have made it very clear <laughs> um, that we all have crushes on Byakuya. We do? Um, do we? What? <laughs> <Since when? laughs> um so that I feel like is no surprise um but I would probably wed Tenko and behead Makoto uh, yeah Tenko I feel like would just endlessly support me you know and she would teach teach me martial arts which I want to know how to do if I had time to learn it um, and that would be cool. And then um, Makoto, sorry, don't want to do this to you, buddy. But out of those three, yeah, I, I'd probably bad him.
1: Um, I can go next. Um, I would wed Biakia what a king. Uh, yeah, I, I know it's a surprise, but I do love him. Um, so yep, that would be a grand old time. I would bed tanko. Um, I think, you know, she's proven time and time again that she loves women. She respects women. So <laughs> I'll leave it at that. And, um, yeah, I would, I, would be I can't make it through that with a straight face. <laughs> um, <laughs> and neither can tanko. Uh, <laughs> <yay>. um,
3: <laughs> happy pride <once.
1: laughs> and i would behead makoto i love him yep that's it <laughs> had to do it to him again i would No right. well,
0: surprise i'd behead makoto <laughs> you had me hoping for a second there yeah, um <laughs> I just I I, I was thinking like maybe for key, like maybe for this episode, like I might change my answer. But like, (laughs) I just don't know if I could be in that scenario with him.
1: Mm. Married to mean, Mm. Like,
0: like, I don't know. I would bed Tenko. I think she would be a very great and supportive partner. And she is a legend. I love that queen. Um, But what is wedding? But getting to bed for a lifetime. Um, so I would be happy to come.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: so there you go. Surprise, surprise. We all oh. knew, but it's okay. Congratulations on your marriage. Thank you. Off we the had lost come a from. long time. Um, so bed wed head Oh my gosh, I'm so excited for this. I wanted to do this, but I'm very disappointed that we're not putting Kmoida in this because <gasps> oh wait oh no it would have been too <laughs> easy it would have been, you're, right, you're right you're right you've got characters that i care about and uh i don't care about as much um uh-huh. uh, so let's go with who i would bed first i think oh my goodness <laughs> i think i would bed tenko um again respecting women yeah tenko is just fun I like her a lot. um, And that might be very interesting in a bed
1: situation. (laughs) I like how I'm counting these as wins. Like when people are picking Tanko, I'm like, like, wow. (laughs) (laughs) She's great.
2: Um, Okay. And now let's move on to uh, who I would wed. And um, let's. Everyone's going to like. Be disappointed in me. It's okay. I will will wed Makoto. (laughs) (laughs) He gets a win. He gets a win. He gets a win. (laughs) I will wed Makoto because I love his optimistic, positive, supportive personality. And maybe I just like soft boys. Uh, (laughs) And that means I would unfortunately behead Byakya Tagami
0: beauty is beyond compare, with golden locks and skin so fair. Ooh, byakuya togami, byakuya togami.
1: That's the first time Miyako has been beheaded on our oh my podcast, God. right? Controversial
2: opinion. <laughs> you're good I always had the impression of him um, in Trigger Happy Havoc as an asshole um (laughs) but one thing I mean he 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 does develop that's one thing I remember um enjoying about your episodes is that you guys discussed him so much that I was like actually you're right he is interesting (laughs) Um, so hey, you've upped my opinion, but he's still being the head right now um, because I would, I don't think I want him as my partner for life. I don't think he wants me as a partner for life. That's the that's the real thing. <laughs> um, and if you had included Nagito, I think he would be um my bed and my bed and my right. forever. <laughs>
1: Uh, I thought you were going to say and my behead and I was like
0: (laughs) interesting well I don't
1: know about that thank you everyone for tuning into this episode follow us on facebook twitter instagram tiktok we are everywhere we are ultra hope girls podcast we would love to see you there we would love to talk to you there and if you have any questions for us from this season or any of the previous seasons make sure you leave us a voice message on anchor.fm for the chance for your voice to be featured in a future episode and i think that's it we'll see you next time thank you
2: for having me Bye. 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 Bye.